Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, I'm Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Lily Shaw. She is an actress, speaker, writer, and an advocate for women's empowerment. How are you doing this morning, Willie? Hey, Brad. I'm doing well. Thank you for inviting me on your show. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and share a bit about your story and your journey with us here today on the podcast. I appreciate you. Oh, it's, the pleasure is totally mine. You have a great... <laughs> I really love the um, the Instagram feeds that you do. They're very, very fun to listen to. <laughs> Thank you. So let's jump right in. Lily, as I mentioned, you're an actress, a speaker, a writer, an advocate for women's empowerment. You have said that you're a heart-driven powerhouse actress. What does that mean to you personally? Can you talk a bit about that? Yes, of course. So the heart-driven aspect of it really comes uh, simply from the fact that I connect to acting in a way that, you know, everybody has a reason to be on this planet. And I really believe that the reason I exist is so I could be a performer. I've been dancing since I was three years old and, you know, just for fun. And then as I was growing up, that love for dancing kind of morphed into a love for acting. So for me, acting is just an extension of myself. So that's why I call it heart driven, because Uh, it comes from my heart. It comes from that place that makes me feel strong and whole and complete. And it also, you know, when when I'm performing, it just feels like time has kind of stood still. Yeah. So that's the place where it lives for me. That's why I call myself heart driven. Beautiful. I love it. Thank you. How old were you when you got into acting and what inspired you to do so? I know you mentioned that you were dancing first, but the transition from dancing into acting, what inspired that and how old were you? You know, professional acting honestly started when literally a week after college, I graduated from Sac State and drove out to LA. And that was the start of my professional acting journey. But I honestly have grown up with the thought of being an actress. Okay. I was around three years old when I went on a family trip. We were in India and, you know, we all went to this trip and I heard this music. And as soon as I heard it, I just ran towards like where the music was playing and started dancing. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I mean, I started young. Yeah. <laughs> so dancing just was me. And then as I was growing up, my parents kind of, you know, put me in dancing classes, yeah. uh, which eventually became stage dancing, which then eventually became acting and stage acting so it just kind of there was a natural progression to it right so there isn't like a time and a place where I was like now I have landed yeah but but I do want to say like I think I was like about seven eight years old when I realized I was on stage performing and I was just having so much fun and I was like I think this is something I would love to do like you know what I'm saying like so it kind of started very young and I've grown up with the thought of 
doing this for the rest of my life. Now, yeah. you, you've said that one year after arriving in LA to pursue your dream as an actress, you realized that the traditional doors of Hollywood were shut to you. Can you talk a bit about that? And first of all, what, what you meant by that. Secondly, how have you dealt with and decided to not let that stop you in your pursuit of your dreams? Yeah, that is a weighted question. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's let's have you weigh in on that. <laughs> so just to give you a little bit of background on sure. this, you know, like I said, like I was in India growing up and then, you know, and I just kind of thought my whole mentality about life was that you work, you wanted something, you worked hard at it, and yeah. then you got it. Like that was like those three steps. That was like right. the sum total of my life, right? Yeah. And and that was kind of the mentality that I came to L.A. with this idea of, OK, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to you know, I, I'm just beginning, but I'm going to get good at it. And, you know, and eventually I'm going to get my day in the sun. Yeah. And by the time I was here, I already had a sense because I had been acting and dancing as a teenager. I had a certain amount of sense of what my abilities were, what what my special skills were as an actress. So I had some understanding of it. So I expected a certain amount of work to come my way, right? right. I mean, egotistically speaking, of course, right? You know, but that didn't happen, and it was such a jarring sort of situation for me because I couldn't understand what was going on, right? It didn't seem to matter. Just within a short span, I it hit me that my hard work, my yeah. talent, my skills, nothing that I brought to the table was going to matter. And the reason for that was that I didn't have the right skin color. Wow. So it hit me really strong and really powerfully just within the first year. And, you know, I didn't grow up in the U.S., so I underestimated the level of racism and discrimination, color, you know, skin-based, color, skin-thing-based. And I didn't know and that it was this deep and yeah. this perpetual. But that was my first face off with racism, with discrimination. And right off the bat, I realized that that what I thought was going to be my journey of working hard, showing my talent and then getting my break was just not going to happen to me. And it was a very, very, you know, heartbreaking realization I'm when that sure. came to me. And just within like the first year, year and a half, I had to kind of make the decision of do I want to keep doing this? And yeah. foolishly, and because I was young, I was like, yes, I'm going to do this. You know, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be the exception. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I'm going to succeed where others didn't. And of course that never happens. Um, so, you know, I made the decision to continue. And the only reason because like I said, by that point, the die was cast and I just didn't know what else to do with my life. So in many ways, I didn't have any other option but to keep moving forward. Right. And I focused on doing the things that I could control, which was, you know, getting better at my job and becoming the best actor that I could and, you know, looking the best, doing the things that you're supposed to do as an actor. So that's right. kind of what I started focusing on. And that's how I survived, you know, or rather, you know, created this idea that if I kept doing this, my day would come. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like that, the break from reality or, you know, happened for me. And around that same time, as I was deciding 
what I wanted to do, you know, how, if I, first of all, if I wanted to continue pursuing this because the odds were just completely stacked against me. And then there was this idea of, do I want to quit or do I, do I want to keep going? And as I was talking myself into, you know, I want to keep doing this because this is who I am. I am an actor at heart and I don't know how else to exist on this planet. Yeah. I found law of attraction uh teachings yeah so and a fellow actor friend believe it or not introduced me to the secret and that became the way that i decided to pursue i was like all right if i can't go after it what i want maybe i could create a scenario where what i want can come to me so i started pursuing spirituality and i started pursuing and visualizing and all of those you know law of attraction world started creating that around myself with the idea that that might be the way forward given the way that i had thought of you know putting myself out there and then being seen wasn't going to work this option presented itself to me and I took it, you know, yeah. I took it with both hands. <laughs> Beautiful. That's, what you gotta do <laughs> that's a things, long right? answer. That's I hope okay. your listeners no, are okay. <laughs> So as we mentioned, you've also, you're also an advocate for women's empowerment. So why did you decide to focus your energy on helping to empower women and becoming an advocate for women's empowerment? You know, this is something that I've grown up with even when I was in India, because, you know, being a woman is just such a lonely thing on this planet. Like, it's just when you're a woman, you are alone. You know, it's you don't have a support system. And in my case, if you are talented, if you're ambitious, if you want to do things that maybe the world isn't okay with you doing it, Mm -hmm. you get pulled down so hard and so brutally as a woman, you know? And that was something I had started experiencing pretty much since the time that I became, you know, an onstage performer, even when I was in school and just, you know, dancing and acting for fun, I had started experiencing the kind of resentment and the kind of hatred that comes the way of a successful woman, if that makes sense. So I had already started experiencing the hatred. And I remember, you know, my mom herself was a bit of a feminist and she was like the only person, the only woman in my life really who supported me, you know, who said, yes, you can do things because you want to do them, you know, rather than as a woman, your job is to, you know, cook and clean and give yeah. birth to babies. You know, she wasn't the, the one saying that. She was saying things like, okay, what do you want to do with your life? You know, you should have a job. You should have ambitions. You should have goals and things like that. So I kind of learned from her what it means to be a strong woman. And as I grew up, the need to keep standing up for myself just increased and multiplied because, you know, because it's one thing if you are average, you know, but it's another thing if you are good in school, if you are smart, if you are, you know, a performer. As a woman, if you are being seen and if you are being heard and if you are being respected, that the world that I grew up in did not support. Right. So I grew up very, very isolated, you know, and that sense of isolation just multiplied when I became an actress in L.A. 
So there was just no support system. There's just no one that you can talk to. You know, I remember having conversations with my so-called friends at the time and saying, you know, I'm scared, I'm tired. And the only answer I would get is, well, you chose this path. You know, there was no one, no one ever said, oh my God, how are you doing? Like, it's okay. You know, no one held my hand and cried with me. And just, you know, the more and more and more I was stepping out into the world, the more I realized that it, it wasn't just happening to me, that pretty much every woman, every actress was experiencing that. So that opened my eyes to the idea of community. And the idea of being there for people. I mean, it's just the most basic human thing one person can do is to support, you know, just have a little bit of sympathy. It's not a lot, right? It's not. For sure. I I mean, oh, thank you. I mean, it's, you know, like even you, like you saying that is such a new experience for me because I'm not used to being people saying things like, you know, at least you're trying or, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, you have something to say. Yeah. So, so the more I was being stifled, the more I understood the importance of talking and being seen and being visible and being a support system. So that just came out of my life experience and the fact that, you know, you want to leave the world better than you got it. And That's so right. that I just decided that what was done to me, I was not going to do that, you know, going forward, like I was going to break the cycle. So I chose to be somebody who who was going to be supportive of her fellow actresses, who wasn't going to bring them down, who was going to support, you know, even if it's scary, even if it is something that, you know, triggers you, you still have to do the most basic human thing, which is to express sympathy, which is to say some kind words to your fellow human beings. It's not asking for much. No, not at all. Support systems are key. I mean, as a community, we everybody thrives. Everybody wins that way. It's just, like you said, it's a basic human need to support one another and help each other wherever you can. But some people just aren't cut from that cloth and don't follow that mantra and don't believe in that. But I think the majority of people, well, I, w- I would like to think the majority of people <laughs> um, are supportive and I get, it, it's all about who you surround yourself with too, though, right? Exactly, exactly. And I think because I was in Hollywood at the height of that toxic masculinity, the Harvey Weinstein era is what yeah. I call it, you know, yeah. that was like a very isolating experience because that whole system was designed on pitting one woman against another, yeah, you know? for sure. So, so that, I think that in my, it just created, I understood you know, how important it was to have people, you know, like you for that matter, you know, who are well, able, who are giving voice exactly like two people like myself and, you know, or, yeah. or having, I'm working with coach, you know, Heather, and she has kind of created that container where all the women from different walks of life and orientations and, you know, age groups are coming together just to support uh, each other rise, you know? So well, it's important. I think now more than ever, this this type of thing is needed. So why wouldn't you support and help others? I mean, it doesn't cost you anything to, to offer moral support. It doesn't cost you anything to be kind to someone. So why not do it? It's a, it's a very easy thing to do. I, I don't know. I, I can't wrap my head around why people have such a hard time doing this, but yeah, you know, kindness is a virtue that people always underestimate. I don't know why, but, you know, 
And yeah. that is the, I think that going forward, I think now that Hollywood is changing and in a way that we're seeing the rise of this feminine leadership and you, you know, this thing that you're doing for your daughters, you know, I think this is finally creating a place where we're going to start to value things like integrity and character, yeah. you yeah, know, and, sure. you know, so hopefully we're now going to right the wrongs of the last however yes. many years. Exactly. Yeah. So I assume you're also a big advocate of self-love, body positivity. Can you speak a bit about what those things mean to you on a personal level? You know, that's a tricky subject for me because I kind of go back and forth on this because I think people should look the way that they want to look. You know, I think people, this doesn't just go for women. It also goes for men, right? If you if you are somebody who's driven to, you know, work out, go for it, you know, have the the whole nine yards, you know, the, the six abs and whatnot. And but if that's not you, you know, that's fine, too. I think where I come down on this is that it's necessary to create an environment that's supportive of both of those body types, where one isn't used to shame the other. And more importantly, where one isn't used to exclude the other, you know. And the big thing that I feel needs to change, and I think that we're now starting to change, you know, with Kamala Harris now being on the cover of Vogue, is this idea that beauty has different facets. You know, it's not just about your body weight. It's not just about your face. And, you know, it's about things like your talent. You know, it's everything that you bring to the table whether that's your talent, whether that's your work ethic, whether that's your nurturing ability, whether that's, you know, your six packs, all of the things that you bring to the table should be valued. And they should not be used to exclude and, and, uh, you know, and keep people from making the most of themselves. Absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah. So beyond that, I think People should be free. I mean, you know, you want to be a marathon runner, go for it, you know, but, you know, don't use that as a reason to digress and to break other people's spirits, you know? Yes. 100%. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it. (laughs) Okay. So, well, seemingly in the media then, self-love, women's empowerment, body positivity, I don't know, at times they come across as buzzwords, like the the in thing to say it's like the in words to be using the 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 kitschy words and and the popular words to use obviously the media has played a big part in this yeah yeah do you yeah, think yeah. it's it's taken in a direction where it's not as powerful like these words don't truly hold the power and the true meaning of what what they speak to because of what the media has done with them, turning them into something that that's the in thing right now. What are your thoughts on all that? You know, honestly, yes, obviously the press using this to sell magazines is harmful, right? The excess of everything is bad, but I would rather people be talking about these kinds of buzzwords of body positivity, of, you know, women supporting each other, you know, empowering women, because these conversations have been stifled for so long that just the fact that these conversations are happening is such a refresher for me, especially as an actress, to just see Regina King, you know, standing and and talking about her life experience and talking about her personal feelings about, you know, the Derek Chauvin 
trial, you know, that is a refreshing attitude for me. The fact that we're seeing, you know, we're seeing women of all shapes and sizes and colors just show up in the media is such a huge step in the right direction that even if it at times feels exploitative, frankly, I am a little bit okay with that just because I am just happy to see that we're having these conversations that yeah, women at, at least it's being talked about right talked about exactly you know all of a sudden you know you're i mean size zero isn't the only acceptable size anymore i mean women yeah. like myself are now on tv we're seeing you know uh, women with braids and we're seeing women with curly hair we're seeing women with all no hair you know like yeah all of this to me is such a breath of fresh air and I also know as somebody who has grown up, you know, in the U.S. feeling excluded and feeling not seen to see women of color, to see actresses, to see, you know, women express themselves freely without getting all of this weird backlash and to actually have, you know, the world stand up and say, no, it's OK that she, you know, made a mistake. Or if she said, you know, like Meghan Markle saying what she wanted to say without getting the kind of backlash that she would have gotten 10, 15 years ago. So for me, all of that is I, as a woman of color feel incredibly supported when I see that. So if that means that for a while, this is going to be topsy turvy, you know, we're still figuring out our new normal. We're still figuring out what this new world is going to look like where everybody gets to have a voice where everybody is, you know, seen and respected and heard. So, you know, we're figuring it out and that's fine with me, but I'm okay. I I honestly, I'm just okay with seeing women like myself on screen with, you know, it's just, it's incredibly encouraging and and empowering for myself. It's a step in the right direction for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of empowerment, what does that word mean to you? You know, um, my whole entire life journey has been about empowering myself. You know, I was thinking about this, the idea of empowerment. Do you know that game when you go to the carnival, the Jack in the Box game, you know, like where you hit Jack and then he comes out from another hole and then yeah, you bang yeah. on, right? Yep. So I kind of I kind of feel like that's me, right? Because growing up, it's like I wanted to do one thing and then the world said, uh-uh, you know, bang, you're not allowed to. And then I came out from another hole and I was like, can I do this? And it's like, uh-uh, no, you can't. <laughs> it's like me trying to do all of these different things that basically just combine, you know, it's just simply about expressing myself, right? I just want to be able to do what I want to do. That brings me joy, which as I'm now finding out, you know, also helps the world and changes it for the better. So for me, empowerment simply is about living your highest, best life you know, in a way that not only brings satisfaction and fulfillment and abundance to your own life, but also brings, you know, something of value to the world. Nobody, you know, people don't have to change the world. You know, not all of us have to be Oprah. You know, we can all make, you know, slight changes in the world every single day, as long as we are living our life from a place that is full and um, empowered and strong and loving. So that's the place that I live with empowerment. It's the right to do what you want to do without being shamed for it. Awesome. You have said that your mantra is use your voice, own your gifts, step into your authentic self and live 
the powerful life you were born to live. I love that mantra. I think it's amazing. Oh, thank you. you. It makes me sound all important. I love it, though. It's great. And you, you speak about this and use it to inspire audiences when you do speaking engagements. Why is this mantra so important to you? And how do you lead by example with that mantra? It is this simple thing. I mean, it took me so long to get here, but this has been my life journey. It's the right to express yourself however you want to, you know, doing that which brings you the most joy and changing the world. So, you know, that has been my life journey. It's about not getting sidetracked by hatred, by discrimination, by, you know, misogyny, you know, by body discrimination. And I mean, you name a thing and I've experienced it and you still keep doing, keep following your guiding light, keep following your North true star, because that is the thing that's going to make you feel better, make you feel fulfilled. In my case, that's acting, which has now morphed into writing and speaking, Mm -hmm. which and, you know, and I also do these kinds of engagements, like talking to you where I want to share my life story with people so I can tell them that no matter how much the odds are stacked against you, if you keep persevering, if you keep moving in the direction of your true star, you will make a difference. You will find the thing that lights you up. And in the process, you will light up the world. So the reason I've made this my life mantra is because I want to share my life story with people and most importantly with like women and also young men who are in my position and to show them that we do not have to get limited by our circumstances, that we can actually rise above them and we can keep doing the thing that we are supposed to do that brings us the most joy without getting entangled in other people's insecurities and hatred and, you know, divisions. I love it. uh, That mantra is amazing. It just, it speaks volumes to me. It's, it's so authentic and so true. I love it. Oh, thank you. Yes. It's my hard earned life lessons. (laughs) (laughs) What excites or inspires you most about using your voice as a motivational speaker to inspire and empower others? I think the biggest inspiration for me is sharing my life experience, which, you know, the first time I spoke, and this is a bit of a personal thing, but the first time I spoke in front of people, and I was so scared, right? Because yeah. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to be received. Like, will I end up talking too much? Will I end up, you know, sharing too much? Are people going to hate me? But the first time I spoke, I realized that I might be sharing experiences. I might be talking about something that an experience that maybe most people have not experienced. But the feeling of being isolated, of being, you know, asked to compromise, of being asked to shut yourself down to make other people feel better is so universal, especially with women, that it didn't matter what my life experience was. The only thing that mattered is that is to create the sense that they're not alone. You know, when I talk about my life story, people hear themselves they see themselves in my life and hopefully fingers crossed it encourages them to keep pursuing their life goals and their life purpose and their mission there's nothing more heartbreaking i i honestly believe than you know being around people who are feeling unfulfilled yeah so if i can be in any way shape or form a catalyst that's gonna encourage people to go out and and create their own life, create their own world and create their own happiness, then I think that is, you know, that 
honestly is like what excites me, what inspires me, and also makes me feel like all of my trials and tribulations had a reason, right? Like yeah. I, it, I wasn't just experiencing that, wasn't just being a punching bag because I was a woman, but no, there was a rhyme and a reason for this. Yeah. And now yeah. I can bring that forward and help inspire the world. Your purpose, yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. How have these experiences you've been through dealing with the difficulties in Hollywood, with the acting world, being an advocate for women and a motivational speaker helped shape the Lily you are today, do you think? I think for me, they are all me and they're all different facets of me. And the biggest thing about me today is that I am my most authentic, you know, brashful, unapologetic self that I can be. I do not go out into the world with the idea of offending people, but I am no longer scared of taking my space. I am no longer scared of talking about my life experience and I'm no longer scared of being disapproved and being rejected by people because my life has been a little bit different than the rest of the world, so to speak, you know, so I'm just, I am a lot more comfortable in my skin than I was maybe 10, 15 years ago. And I'm ready to face the world without being scared of it. That is the biggest like change that's happened in me over the last few years. And it's only happened because I have embraced every aspect of my story about my life journey, the good, bad, and the weird. And I am no longer scared to share it. And I'm no longer afraid of it. You know, I'm no longer afraid of being ashamed by it. Awesome. So I embody myself. (laughs) Beautiful. I love it. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I think my biggest superpower is the fact that I've always listened to my, um, my gut, my intuition. There has always been this inner voice, this little child that's always been there with me telling me, not to listen to other people, to only do, you know, what feels right to keep pursuing my life purpose. So no matter how dense the world around me has gotten, Mm -hmm. that little voice has always been there. And that little voice has been my saving grace, my superpower, you know, the thing that made me, helped me get up in the morning. There were times when it was, you know, I was just sad and as long as I had that little tiny voice with me, I knew, I knew, I knew that everything was going to be okay with my life, you know? So that is, I think, my superpower. As far as like my skill sets are concerned, I just made a decision a long time ago to keep growing, to keep investing in myself. And that is a very difficult thing to do as a woman because you're expected to compromise, you know, you're expected to take care of other people and not take care of yourself. And I made a decision and I still don't know to this day what prompted this, but I'm so glad that somewhere along the line, I decided that no matter what, I was going to keep investing in myself, whether that was like in acting classes, whether that was like in taking spirituality classes, whether that was like doing yoga or, you know, not doing yoga at all and letting myself, you know, the weight gain and you know just letting my life happen the way it it was unfolding rather than controlling itself that skill set of going with the flow has allowed me to show up in my work 
in a way that I don't feel the need to hide myself anymore. So those were like, I think the twin pillars of like the reason I've survived for this long in this path. Yeah. Speaking of success, how do you define that word? What does that word mean to you? Ah, success. Hmm. You know, it just changes like on a different day, it means different things. Sometimes it's like getting the role of my dreams. And sometimes it's a lot of money. And sometimes it's just getting a good night's sleep. And sometimes it's being able to watch friends and just laugh out loud. You know, it's just, I think I had this experience when I was, I was still a teenager. I don't remember how old I was, but I remember getting up one time. I had a particularly bad experience and I remember crying my eyes out basically like all night long. And I remember waking up in the morning and brushing my teeth and catching a glimpse of myself in the mirror. And, you know, for the first time I was like, huh, I saw myself and I was like, you know what? I don't hate this girl right now like my eyes were all like puffed out and my hair was all over the place and I was just not myself because I had basically been crying all night but I didn't hate myself and I think over the years that has become my yardstick of success it's like can I look in the mirror and not hate myself can I look in the mirror and still love the person that I see so as long as the answer for that question is yes I think I'm a success. I love that definition. Amazing. (laughs) So simple, but it's so, you know, I mean, that carries a lot of weight. That's, that's huge because everything, absolutely everything in life starts with self. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and we've learned for some reason, like we've forgotten that, right? Like as a world, like, I don't know why we've chosen to, we choose to punish and love other people before we choose to love and accept and, you know, look within ourselves. I don't know why we do that, but, you know, looking at yourself and either accepting or improving or changing who you are, I think is the first step in living a life that's empowered and living a life that is, you know, positive and life affirming. 100% agree with you. Thank you. To date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? My greatest high was like I did this movie. It was actually an Indo-Canadian production where I actually, it was shot in Vegas and it was like this Bollywood style movie. And I actually had like my own song, like a Bollywood style song on the streets of Vegas. Yeah, me and like Uja Batra, she's like this huge Indian star, Bollywood star of the 90s. And we literally were like on the streets of Vegas, like dancing to a song. So that was like a dream come true for me. (laughs) Yeah, that would be the highest high. (laughs) What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Uh, One of my, my first acting teacher had told me that I was naturally talented, that I was, you know, intuitively talented. And that was such... Because before that, I wasn't sure if I was doing the right thing. You know, everybody was telling me what not to do, but nobody told me what to actually do to pursue and, you know, to achieve my goals and my ambitions. And my first acting teacher like said, oh, no, 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 keep doing what you're doing. You know, you, you have an intuitive understanding about acting. And oh, my God, that was like such 
I remember just feeling like, oh, okay, I can now breathe. I'm because, on the right path. Yes. Yeah, I'm on the right, right. You know, and it was like the first positive thing I had heard. And I was like, oh, I can breathe again. So, Confirmation. So I'm just very thankful to my teacher for sure. Yeah. Share that with me. <laughs> what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? I think nowadays, pretty much every time I've, in that place, like when I'm doing these things, you know, like talking to you, when I'm doing auditions, when I'm writing, when I'm speaking, anytime I'm doing all of these things, they are just, they feel so authentic and they feel such, like, it just feels like I'm sharing myself with the world. So anytime I'm doing that kind of stuff, it just feels like, yes, you know, this is me. This is what I'm supposed to be doing with yeah. my life. I just feel centered. I just feel quiet and calm and peaceful. So whenever, you know, so this, like, I'm just now, you know, now, not last year, but now, this time, right here, right now, I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing with my life. And that brings me a lot of calm and peace and quiet and satisfaction that's an incredible feeling when you know you've found your purpose and your passion and your mission in life there's no feeling like that because there are so many millions upon millions of people who never do find their passion they stay stuck in a rut and stay stuck in a shitty job that they hate and yeah it's it's the most incredible feeling in the world i don't think there's anything better than that uh, absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent agree with you. Especially like for me, because I was, you know, I wanted to be an actor, but I had been, you know, discouraged for so long that yeah. I had started believing the world that maybe what I was doing was a waste of time. But to rediscover that, to keep going on that path, and to now be right in the middle of it and be like, uh, 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 no, I was right, and yes, the world was wrong when they told me not to do this, you know. So <laughs> yeah. that sense of like. Yeah. And then also it's like, okay, I can do this all day, all night. I don't need food. I don't care. Yeah, this, for sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. What advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours in the acting world? The first thing as an actor, I would say to like aspiring actors, what I would say is get your technique in before you market yourself. Because once you are a professional actor, 90% of your life is going to be about promoting yourself. So that, and that's something that you have to understand that I didn't understand till well into my acting career is this idea of have the technique, know your actor process. And then once you are in LA or New York or, you know, any of those big markets, just know that all of your time is going to be about marketing your talents. So, you know, get okay with that and then just, you know, make your peace with it. If I would do it again, that's how I would do it. I would first get my technique, yeah. my acting, perform, you know, skill under yep. control, and then I would spend my time and energy marketing myself. And then to the artists in general, you know, not just like actors, but anyone who wants to be a writer, speaker, painter, dancer, what I would say is learn to be in that heart-centered place, you know, know the thing that brings you joy. And every day, even if it's for five minutes, do that thing. Yeah. Learn to be in, in the process of creation as much as you can. And that's the best way to keep moving forward and to keep bettering yourself as an artist. Okay. Very sound advice. <laughs> 
What do you think is the most common reason for people failing or giving up? I think a lot of times people quit five minutes before the miracle, honestly. Yeah. I think well, that's you, the you never problem. You never know how close, just how close you are. Right, right. And, you know, just because it's not, you know, in your life, it's not shaping out to be exactly the way that you have it in your head doesn't mean that it's not happening or that yes. something better than that isn't going to happen. Yes, I agree. So you have to live in that possibility. That's where the magic is, right? Yeah. Know what you want and then let the world, let the universe bring it to you. And yeah, just do not quit. If something that really, really lights you up, keep doing it because yeah. that is where the magic is. For sure. What is your personal motto? For me now is about being as authentic as I can is to, you know, keep embodying both the good, you know, of my life yep. and also yep. like the awful, you know, the, the, mm. the shameful, the, the, the things that I don't really want to talk about. So I, I am in that place where I've learned to accept the duality of my existence that the good can't exist uh, without the bad. So right. every day, you know, I strive to be more of me. Yeah. Okay, we're going to do a little rapid fire section here. So the next bunch of questions okay. will be just one, two, three word answer type things. Okay. All righty. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you going to be okay with that? Yes. Yes. Bring it on. How would you describe yourself in one word? Oh, stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you smile? Nature. Sunrise. Money or fame? Ooh. Both. Can, is both an option? Oh, Do you have to no, pick one? Pick Do you have one. to pick one? Yeah. Fame. Early bird or night owl? Oh, early bird. Absolutely. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? Handle with care. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Empower yourself. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? My mom's smile. What's one thing you've always wanted to do in life but never have? Swim. Really? I'm scared of it. I'm scared. You have I, never I, ever swam before? I I did it once and I ran right out of the, <laughs> the ocean. <laughs> out of the wow. pool. Once actually once in the pool and then once in the ocean and I was like, wow. I am done. <laughs> okay. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? I one thing? Oh yeah. man. One thing about the world I would change. There's so much. I don't know. Ah, okay, one thing. <laughs> I think I, I I would say right now I would want Corona to end. You would want to what? The the virus to end. Oh, okay. COVID nineteen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's your favorite stress reducing activity? Dancing. Okay, that concludes our rapid fire section. How did I do? How did I do? You did great. You did great. <laughs> What is the most recent investment you've made in yourself? Investment would yep. be... Most recent investment, yep. So I think for me, it was about surrounding myself with the right people, surrounding myself with right coaches. And in my case, they ended up being women, mostly older women, you know, who have kind of lived the life that I want to live and following their footsteps. So for me, it's been about even in my acting world and then even in my speaking and my writing world, I've surrounded myself with the right coaches, right experts, right guides. That's made a huge difference in my life. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? 
Uh, my mom. She is the first feminist that I know. She was the one who, you know, believed in me and by extension, I think, taught me to believe in myself. And I have seen her fighting and the world fighting, you know, so much and never, not once have I seen her give in, you know, ever. She sounds like an incredible woman. She was, as you mentioned earlier, she's always encouraging you that you can do what you want, figure out what you want to do, and you can accomplish that. So I think that's amazing. And again, that just speaks to having a support system and how important that is and integral it is to to each of us as human beings and how much we need that. Oh, my gosh, yes. I wouldn't know. I don't know if I would have survived as long as I have without her. Like, it's like she's the reason I've been able to exist. She's the reason I've been able to believe in myself. And she also, fantastically enough, knows exactly, like, which buttons to push. So, (laughs) like, ah! Well, of course, her daughter, of course she knows. (laughs) So, yeah, it's all in one service. Yeah. If you could sit down and have a one-hour conversation with anyone in the world, alive or dead, who would it be and why? It would be Oprah for me. I just, you know, her whole life story has been amazing. It's just, you know, we all know her life journey. and Yeah. But I have always found fascinating how she didn't let herself be bogged down by her life challenges, but actually made something of that and turned it around and now has not only you know, prospered herself, but has like changed the world in a way that some of us can't even, you know, we can't even begin to dream to have that kind of impact. Yeah. So for me, yeah, the dream come true would be Oprah. Okay. If you had one do over in life, what would it be? I would have expressed my wishes much, much sooner than I actually did. I wish I had spoken up. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? Oh, I I think you were very, very thorough. I think (laughs) I love the questions. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. If three wishes were granted to you, what would you wish for? Ah, one is I really, really want to go to the planet Saturn. Because, you know, it has, like, those rings around it. And apparently there's, like, diamond rain in Saturn. On Saturn, you know, it rains diamonds. Yeah. So I really want to go visit that planet. And I want to be the next Indiana Jones, you know, because I love those movies. (laughs) (laughs) And your third wish? My third wish is going to be to give my mom a day that she will never forget. Awesome. That's beautiful. What's the biggest change you want to make in your life? I think the change, I'm already living the changes that I wanted to make. So I've started, I hit the reset button on my life a couple of years ago. And what I'm doing now is what I wanted to do a couple of years ago. So I would say I want to keep doing this more and more. Just want to make more money and be, you know, be a little bit more visible and more impactful with that. So just want to do it on a larger scale, but I want to do exactly what I'm doing. If you could go back, Lily, and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Oh, don't work so hard. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? 
it would mostly be about being kind and being compassionate because in the end people will always remember what you made them feel they won't they will forget everything else but they will never forget how you made them feel so be kind be compassionate take a minute listen and sympathy is the easiest virtue to express so please express it be kind to people beautiful thank you so much lily for taking the time to be here and share a bit about your story and your journey today I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I've learned a lot and I've just enjoyed having you here and, and I'm, I'm grateful for you being a part of the Empowerography community and I appreciate you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Brad. I, I just want to say that I loved the questions that you asked because they made me think and they made me, you know, become more of myself because they pushed my comfort zone and made me, you know, go back to the areas that I really didn't want to go and and visit and experience. So, but having done that, I feel stronger and I feel more empowered. So I really just can't thank you enough for, first of all, inviting me. And second of all, for taking such a deep interest in my life story. Beautiful. It's been my pleasure and my honor. So thank you. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Lily Shaw. She is an actress, speaker, a writer, and an advocate for women's empowerment. Thank you so much, Lily. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.